Let's see if I can make this go. Wow. That's special. I didn't even know the bright yellow was in there, but I'm new to running the software, and at least we can read that. I don't know if we'll be able to read all of it or not. But anyway, I have a hard time believing when I look in the Bible and I see the handful of people that God took through the flood, how he went to so much trouble to help so few people, and it's a great encouragement to me. Bow your heads with me, if you would. Heavenly Father, today we are going to take a look at the flood. It must have been a very hard thing for you and a hard thing for the people of the world. But we'd like to learn more about you and about your love and your justice and your mercy. I pray that you will be with us. Send your Holy Spirit to be with us as we study. Touch your hearts with the warmth of your love as we approach this serious topic and see your love in action. You will notice that we are continuing our This I Believe series. We've already shared about creation and the great controversy. Today we are going to have a look at the flood. We haven't gone very far in the Bible and today we are going to be spending most of our time on the story in Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8. The story that we're about to look at can be very cute and a friendly story for children with colorful little people and cuddly animals in pretty little boats on glass smooth waters. But we need to be careful. Wow, that's nice. Uh, that's the way I looked at him at home. Don't myth the boat. This is a real story. And it's not just a story. And the best evidence we have for that reality is found in the word of God right where we're reading in Genesis. There are some strong evidences in geology. And I have a video that I would like for you to see. Not going to do it here. It would take 90 minutes and we wouldn't have any time to visit in a friendly way. But Kurt Wise does an amazing job of presenting the geology of the flood and I think you will be blessed. I have in this envelope some little scraps of paper with the information you might need to hunt that up. Um, so keep your eye on this. I don't know if I'll get it back there. Right now it's serving as a mouse pad for... Uh, for keeping, keeping me going here. <clears throat> if we look back in our Bibles, a few pages, this is pages, it isn't far to Genesis 1:31, where God himself saw all that he had made and, de and indeed it was very good. A loving God had made a very beautiful place for people. God himself saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. As Adam and Eve looked about their new home, things that they thought were normal, since that's all they had experienced, uh, but we might have thought 
puzzling. It was about, oops, I'm clicking the wrong things here. <laughs> uh, okay, catching up. It was the plumbing. The plumbing had some puzzling features. Obviously, springs would well up from the earth and water the whole surface of the earth. The whole thing was irrigated, spring-fed. Uh, some translations say it was a mist that came up from the earth and watered the whole space of the earth. Really doesn't matter a lot because it was still irrigated. Amazing. Apparently, God was very active in supporting his new creation as he continues to be in our world today. The river flowing out of the Garden of Eden from near the tree of life, I assume, parting and becoming four riverheads. That wouldn't last very long in God's present world. One river, river would rapidly cut in and drain the other rivers. Uh, have you ever seen a river dividing into multiple rivers, real rivers? I haven't. I have been to a place called Big Springs in Idaho. I was amazed. It's a big, beautiful spring flowing out, and immediately it's a canoeable stream, uh, peaceful, clear, with fish in it. It was amazing. And here's another part of the creation story where God says, let the waters be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Makes it sound as though the water might be confined in a relatively small area, more like a big lake or a deep hole, maybe a giant sinkhole filled with water. I think these are just some clues as to what might have happened uh, later on in the flood story. This is kind of nice. I can look in advance and see what you guys are going to see next. And God called the land, dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And here we find, actually, inserted in the Ten Commandments, a little more information that is puzzling to me. You shall not make for yourself any, a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. I'm not sure. Then sin entered our world and things changed pretty quickly. Let's see here. Fast forward some 1,500 years. That's approximately the time that we get from adding together the ages of the various men mentioned in, um, in Genesis.
the Lord saw wickedness of humankind had become great in the earth. Every inclination of the thoughts of their minds was only evil all the time. Have you ever had a friend or a relative that you loved and needed your help and you tried to help them and you finally had to realize you could not help them because everything you tried to do for them, they would use to hurt themselves and make them worse off than if you had never tried to help? I can think of one in the family that I'm associated with they will remain unnamed. It seems to be a common thing with addictions. Do you suppose that is the way God felt about the people of Noah's time? God seems to be particularly concerned about violence. The earth was ruined in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth, and indeed it was ruined, for all living creatures on the earth were sinful. Had to be a sad day for God. We should be concerned about violence, too. If we think about it for a moment, violence is breaking the last six commandments of, the, of yeah, God's Ten Commandments. And that comes from not thinking about the first four commandments. <clears throat> More violence. God said, I've decided that all living creatures must die, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. These were very smart, long-lived, violent people with vast resources. Do you suppose they had weapons of mass destruction? Does this sound like your world? I will destroy man and beast. This is the great I am speaking. I am sorry that I have made them. How did we get to this place in the Bible? This is looking a little boring. I'm going kind of slow. How did we get here? I suppose that Noah may have the answer for us. Um, Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. 
I only know of one other man in the early part of Genesis who walked with God like Noah did. That man was Enoch. And God word, God's word continues after talking about Enoch. He says, and he was not, for God took him. Do you think the other billions of people on earth at that time did not walk with God? The other question that comes to mind is, here we are in the midst of a grand and wonderful creation, tainted with sin, but still with abundant resources and maybe easy living, probably a mild climate. Life a little too easy? Maybe a lot of 800-pound, 800-year-old self-centered brats? These people must have known about God, having lived contemporaneously with Adam, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. How could Noah be called just unless there was, a, was knowledge of God's law, character? Noah walked with God, and the majority of his contemporaries apparently chose not to. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Cover it inside and out with pitch. God designed an ark, and Noah built it as God asked him to. No task like this was easy. If you have been to the ark replica in Kentucky, how many of you have been there? Anybody? Wow. Well, the thing that is really impressive is when you're in the parking lot, it must be a half a mile away, the ark still looks huge. And the tricky thing, well, they don't have to worry too much about whether the one in Kentucky will float or not. But the tricky thing about wooden boats of that size is that they're notoriously difficult to build. The wood flexes and the boats get leaky. I don't know how I stumble onto these things. Uh, but in 1909, a sailboat was built on the East Coast. Supposedly, supposedly, the largest wooden boat built in modern times. The governor of Wyoming financed a big share of the boat, and it was named the Wyoming. It was 450 feet long, the same length as the ark, but I sensed some arrogance there, especially since 100 feet of that length were extensions fore and aft to allow the boat to carry more sail. The boat was equipped with a steam engine, not to drive the boat, but to make it easier to haul the lines and pump the water from the hold. The challenge was well, they could, they could actually operate that big boat with a crew of only 11. Uh, but the challenge was that when the water was rough, the steam engine that would pump water from the hold had to be shut off for fear of setting the boat on fire. Unfortunately, uh, that boat went down in a storm with rough water and all hands on deck were lost. 
Now I'm lost. I've had a glitch in my computer, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to catch up <laughs> with where my notes are. Technology and I are not necessarily a good mix. God speaking, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is upon the earth shall die. Starting from the beginning. <laughs> What was the world like then? It was still gorgeous in spite of the fact that it was sin-tinged. Sin there were probably still people who knew Adam and his, or his kids or grandkids. And surprisingly, apparently it had, a, it had never rained. reason for that is that the earth was watered by that mist we spoke of. Fruit was fantastic and varied, and the weeds must have been huge and vigorous. It did it again. Let's see how well I can do without those notes. Apparently there had never been any flooding. The rivers never overflowed their banks, and the sea stayed where it belonged. Contrary to my software. But what were the people like? They were big, strong, smart, handsome, beautiful, and all the children were above average. If we were to see them now, we would probably think they were almost superhuman in our society. We can only guess at the world population at that time. Uh, we have a little evidence in the flood and educated guesses from the Genesis record would put that in a huge range of one to eight billion people, perhaps. Uh, it wasn't a small thing, and it must have hurt God immensely. Now I may have really done it. lost. 
Well, not in that sense. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. It was the 600th year of Noah's life, second month, 17th day of the month. On that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open, and the floodgates of heaven were opened. I think I'm about to learn how to run this program a little. The fountains of the great deep burst open. This gives us a clue that we might find geologic evidence of the great flood. I would like to recommend to you the video that I mentioned before on the, uh, that evidence, and it's by a man by the name of Kurt Wise, and we'll get that information to you so you can have a look at it. It's 90 minutes long, so I think you will be blessed. We're familiar with this story, and I'm sure I'm about to bore you to death, but the rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. They say Wyoming got a quarter of an inch. Okay, Noah is now 601 years old. Well, thereabouts, it's, it's that year anyway. The second day of the month, uh, and the, I'm sorry, I'm lost. Yeah, first month, and the waters dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering from the ark and saw the surface of the ground was dry. And then the 27th day of the second month of Noah's uh, 101st year, God said to Noah, come out of the ark. So they were a, a year and 10 days in the ark. That is a long time, even in a boat that is 450 feet long and big with three stories. And Noah built an altar and offered burnt offerings. The Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind, even though the inclination of their minds is evil from childhood on. I will never again destroy everything that lives as I have just done. Friends, there is another storm coming. We've been told by the State Department that we should... If we're traveling, we should be very aware of our surroundings. And I think that advice is good for us today. We need to be aware of what is happening around us. Be aware of violence 
in your own life and make it a point to walk every day with Jesus. Thank you. Would you please stand and sing this beautiful song that's so perfect for this message today. I need thee every hour. Savior. 
Heavenly Father, I ask that you would be with us. We need you immensely in the times that we're living in. I ask that you would be with each and every one of us here, that we might be aware of any violence that's happening in our own lives, that we might realize that those are signs that we're not as close to you as we should be. We ask that you would bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.